everybody, this is Mandy from Chapel Forge and I have my best friend Missy in town this week from Homesteading Roots. Um, so we planned this trip maybe, gosh, two months ago. And we're like, oh, this will be so nice. The kids haven't seen each other for a while. We saw them very briefly before Christmas. They, so they used to live in Pennsylvania. They lived like down the road, as we said, even though they're like 10 minutes away. Um, and then they moved to Florida because of a job change and they're looking to move back. So their house is on the market. They're shopping for another house here. Um, we sort of planned this trip before they were sure they were moving back. Um, and we're like, oh, this would be so great. My husband flies, um, with the local hot air balloon team, like I've mentioned before, and he was going to be gone at their fe uh, festival, which was near Philadelphia, and he was going to be gone for several days. And I'm like, this is perfect. I'll have extra help. Missy and I can do all our little kitchen projects and research things and make podcast schedules and all the things that we always want to do. Um, so they bought the tickets and we had it all scheduled out and dad was going to be home to take him to him from the airport and all that kind of stuff. So um, we were looking forward to this for months and months. The kids were looking forward to it. You know, the pool is open and, um, it was going to be warm. So we we're excited. They could just play water balloons and play in the pool. And it was just going to be magical. We're both hermits. We don't like going anywhere. So we didn't make any like grand plans. We just were like, you know, we're going to make turkey broth and soap and do all the things that we love doing together. So we had this magical little trip planned and it has been and i'm i'm really trying not to complain because we do have our health and we have each other and all of that but holy crap every freaking thing that could have caught fire in the last nine days whatever has caught fire so i'll let missy start with her experience at the atlanta airport gosh okay if you've never traveled through the atlanta airport that is something that you should probably not want to do. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with airports, but this Atlanta's a big one and they have different concourses. And like when you come in on your arriving flight, you'll be in like concourse E and you'll have to get to like concourse C gate number 42. So you never really know, like coming into the concourse, which end you're going to be at. Are you going to be at the higher end or are you going to be at the lower end? So I, in my mind, thought, okay, well, when we get off the plane, I'm going to go wherever we are. I'm going to count down gates. And then I guess when we get to the end gate, like number one, that should be like the hub. And we should be able to find the train and get over to Concourse E. And well, no, I was mistaken. But I didn't find that out until we came in on 42 and walked the entire way down to one. And then we're told... <clears throat> oh no, you have to go back to the middle, past gate 42, to the center, go down, get on the train, and then take this train over to Concourse E, or wherever we were going. Dragging your toddler. Dragging my two-year-old. We had, we had like 58 minutes was our layover time, and I thought, oh, that'll be perfect. You know, we can easily get off our plane, get the kids collected, get to where we need to go. Well, no. And we were also in the back of the plane. So when people exit the plane, they let the people in the front go first, which, you know, rightfully so. It took about 25 minutes, maybe even more than that, for us to even be able to get off the plane. And then all this stuff happened. So poor Sawyer, I was like dragging him through. I felt like home alone when right. I realized, you know. Right. Where's the children? Like, Where's the bags? Right. They're running through the airport. I'm like gosh so that was miserable we did make it we made it to our um gate just in time they were boarding and we got in sat down sweaty tired mad at each other but we made it mm. 
Um, so we were sort of tracking where they were, whatever. So we got to the airport, which is about an hour from our house. It's a small airport that they came into, which was great. We just parked up top and it was nice views and the whole thing. And so we walked down, we had a little bit of time. Our kids were like, none of our kids have flown before. Um, so they were just very enthralled with the airport and watching the planes come in and the baggage and the whole thing. Um, so it was super calm at this airport. It's just a little kind of, what do they call it? Regional airport. Um, and so it was fun. The kids got like stuck in the little spinny door and it was great. So then we saw that their flight had landed. We gathered them up um, and we stopped. They got some groceries on the way here and we made a couple other stops and we're like, oh, this is so great. Like we're gonna settle in, we're gonna get Zad packed up. He's gonna go off and do his thing and it'll be great. And then everything began. So we started a bathroom renovation about two weeks before they got here. Our bathroom was miserable. So our the people that had the house two before us took a hot water heater closet and made it into a shower and it's about this big when i'm pregnant and trying to shave it is awful so we were like we can hurry up and get this done before they get here have a nice shower and they've used our shower before and i knew she didn't really give a crap but it was just like moldy and falling apart and rotten wood and i was so over it it was starting to affect my mental health um so anyway so we got the shower all moving we were moving the washer and dryer in there. I had this extra countertop now in the kitchen. So I just have like a table set up for now. We're going to build a countertop. I'm like, this is so great. We're going to have laundry right here. All the kids clothes will be like in the bathroom and not all over the place, which ha, that's funny. Um, and then I had this extra countertop in the kitchen so we could do all of our little projects. And Zad had, we thought we had everything moving before he left. And then like we take our first shower and it's not getting hot. So we have to like tear it apart. The little setting thing that they do at the factory. We're like YouTubing that, trying to fix that. So we finally got that fixed. And then the water pressure has been an ongoing problem. So sometimes we take a shower and it's lovely. And then sometimes we take a shower and it's just like spitting on us and it's terrible. And then as you know, if you've ever had water pressure issues, so then we can't do laundry because there's not enough. And then we get the little error that it can't fill. And, you know, we're trying to do dishes and someone's pooping upstairs and flushes the toilet and then the water stops running. Oh my gosh. It has just been anything water related that could happen has happened. Um, everyone is clean. We've been able to shower. It's just not been ideal. So we're still working on that with our plumber. Um, we have small children coming. Um, so that was happening and it's still happening. The water thing is still happening. Okay. So, um, the water pressure thing has been happening the entire time. So I guess Thursday night, Zad left and Missy was like sort of feeling off. Like the day before we had processed strawberries, we picked up a bunch of strawberries when they got here. So toddler interruptions. So, um, we're getting Zad packed up. Missy was feeling kind of off, like kind of tired. I'm like, well, maybe she's just tired from traveling and like whatever. And then she's like, the sore throat is happening and like the snotties are happening. And she's like, what if I got COVID? And I'm like, I don't even like, this is not political. I just like thinking, oh, you have COVID. is just not even like where my thought process goes anymore. And I know we're not beyond it or whatever, but I'm like, well, I have some COVID tests. Let's check. So she does the little nose business. And within like two minutes, it says positive. And we're like, are you kidding me right now? So Zad's getting ready to leave and we like don't know what to do and it was just this whole whole thing and missy's feeling like shit because she feels like she just drugged this disease here and we had all these grand plans and it was terrible so um we're now a week out from that i don't think anybody picked anything else up i've been kind of tired but that could just be 
life. Who knows? Um, so anyway, Zad went and did his thing. And I swear the minute his tires hit that road, it was like the house was like, oh, the very capable husband is gone. And now we have five children and two wives. And let's just have everything happen. So, you know, Missy's sleeping. She's my mom dropped off groceries. Her mom dropped off some groceries, got her, you know, some things, help her feel better, some tea and like things like that. And, um, she's still pushing through, like she's helping me with animal chores and trying to help with the kids and like making dinner and whatever. So we get up and Friday morning, she says, do you want the barnyard report? And I'm like, why is there a report? And so we had lost some Cornish crosses. Like we had 30 Cornish crosses in the woods with our turkeys and the turkeys were down there for a few months and they were fine. Everything was great. The fence was working great. Everything was wonderful. I even did a video about raising the turkeys in the woods. Um, and some of these Cornish crosses started to, to just disappear. We only paid a dollar for them. And frankly, I hate Cornish cross. I think they're ugly. I just was thinking, okay, we'll just get like a hundred, 150 pounds of meat from these guys and move along. So, you know, I figured as long as I don't take any turkeys, whatever. So Missy comes in, she's like, there's no more Cornish cross at all. And one of the turkeys are gone. I'm like, come on. So we, she was like not feeling it at all. And it was, of course it was hot and whatever. So we moved the fence up from the woods, up into the yard and we got everybody situated. Bud and I got their roosting structure. We got, um, you know, the water and food set up and we're like, okay, problem tackled. We're good. So we go on to the next day and we're like, oh, this is fine. Certainly nothing is going to get it in the middle of the yard. Nope. Another turkey's gone. So we're like trying to figure out what the hell is getting these animals. We're going to set up some cameras tonight. My dad's going to come over and set up some cameras. We're pretty sure it's a coyote. We've had some people talk about coyotes around. There was a bear around, which was our first thought like a couple weeks ago. And we started slowly losing Cornish cross. Zad was also thinking like raccoon because when it was in the woods, like it could, you know, they'd jump around and whatever. We're thinking coyote. And so anyway, we had another, you know, if you homestead, you know, you have multiple little structures around for these instances. So we brought down this cage. We've been putting the turkeys in every night, which is a pain in the ass. Um, you know, we have 14 turkeys now. We started with 18. We lost two as babies. We lost two to the predator. And now we have 14, which whatever, 14 turkeys times 20 or 25 pounds of meat is still going to give us a good yield. Um, but so we brought the cage down and you know, we have this 20 minute process now at night. We're like tucking all the hens in, all the laying hens, tucking all the goats in, tucking the turkeys in. It's this whole big ordeal. So Missy's like dying on the couch while this whole like turkey business is happening. The water thing is happening. The washer we can't use. The shower's barely working. Um, and then the next excitement comes up and the toilets start overflowing. And I'm like, oh my God. So we we're using only the upstairs toilet. The downstairs toilet was overflowing all the time. Like it had overflowed like two times, I think. And we're like, whatever, we'll just use the upstairs. So we only have two toilets. We have like one and a half bathrooms. So we're using the upstairs toilet and one of the kids overflows the toilet, doesn't tell us. And the whole upstairs is flooded. There's water coming down the new freaking ceiling and the new walls. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? I hear like some dripping upstairs. And so I guess said child tried to rectify the situation with the plunger broke. The so said child broke the plunger. It was like, I went to put it in the toilet and it went right through. It just friggin' I was like, I cannot with this right now. So I'm like, frantically trying to get all these towels down, get this soaked up, this poopy friggin' water, get it all sopped up with these towels. Keep in mind, we don't have any washer at the moment. So our towel mound is like 
exponentially increasing. Thank God we have a pool and we have like 400 towels in this house. So I get all that mopped up. I get the wall wiped down. I get all of that. We like have talk with child about why you need to tell us when these things happen and whatever. So that happened. Um, after that, I think, so we just decided that we were just going to use, continue to use the upstairs. Um, we have Missy still feeling pretty down. Her mom had brought some groceries over, you know, that's all going okay. Um, and then we decided that we were going to work on the goat fence. So we don't, I've talked about this before a little bit. We're not rotating pasture a lot right now. We're doing the best we can here. You know, we don't have a ton of space for doing a lot of rotating, but we were gonna weed eat the fence line and then just tidy up the fence and whatever. So again, Missy's out there being a trooper. She's like holding the fence. She dropped the fence, Bud weed eats the fence. And I'm like, oh God now we need to fix the fence. So I'm like busting out the fence repair kit. Missy's like feeling weak at this point. And I'm like, just go inside, we'll get this. So she's like taking care of kids inside. Bud and I are trying to fix the fence. So we get the fence all put back together. We have Premier One fencing, which I've talked about before that I love. And so thankfully repairing the fence is pretty easy. Um, so we got all of that done. And, you know, Missy's resting and all that. And I'm like, okay, I'll just keep working on my kitchen projects and, you know, tend to her as needed and whatever. Um, so I start some venison. I start some bison. Going to get some of that pressure canned. And we've been dealing with, Missy calls them the poop-eating flies. We've been dealing with the poop-eating flies, the nasty green ones, uh, all since summer started. And they're so gross. And so Missy comes in to the kitchen and picks it up. And there is a fly in the venison and i'm like how much poop did you leave on my venison and at this point i have like 20 pounds of venison in this pot like i certainly can't throw it away oh my gosh so the dead fly in the venison like there's so many cherries on this vacation sunday like i can't i can't even so right before zad had left we had taken missy up to look at a house that was like an hour and a half away she loved it jeremy loved it we thought it was like great and so i'll let her talk about that little so talk about when we went there and then the news that we got like five days later okay so we had contacted a realtor and she was going to meet us up there and um she had contacted the realtor that had that house on the market and he said <clears throat> there has been no activity no interest there's been nobody, no showings, no offers, anything. So we thought, okay, well, great. This is meant to be because we really love the property. So we go up there. We left here, what, six in the morning? Ass crack of dawn. Yeah, yeah six o'clock. Everyone ready. Left here at six in the morning. Drive up there. Meet the realtor. The homeowners are still there. And whatever. It wasn't a big deal. She's like, you know, just walk through. I'll go for a walk and you guys do whatever. It was very nice. Um, so we walked through the house and then we walked the property. It was just, it's a little over five acres. So we kind of went down and looked into like the meadow and the, the fence area and what all was involved and felt really good about it. And we said, or I told them, I had Jeremy on FaceTime the whole time and we decided like, this is it. This is the property we want and we're going to go with it. So she was, our realtor said, okay you know, let's go fill out the paperwork and you can write a check for the earnest money and I will submit it to this realtor. And we were like, great, fantastic. Let's get this ball rolling. Um, and, um, <laughs> one of the toddlers is peeing in the toy box. This is, this is it. This is what's happening right now. Okay. He is peeing in the toy box. I can't just keep going. Okay. Um, 
So we signed okay. the paperwork and we give the check and she said, great, you know, I'll, I'll send it to this other realtor and you know, there had been no interest. So I'm sure you guys will get it. And it was on the market for a while. It was on the market for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we left there, drove an hour and a half home. Uh, we're just stoked. Yeah. Completely stoked. Yeah. Dreaming, starting like thinking of things to buy for the property, you know, where we can get started. Do we want to start with animals, whatever. So three days go by and we hear nothing. And then she, and it was a holiday weekend. So yeah, we didn't we think kinda, that was too off. Right. So then she texts me and she says, um, they just sent me a message and said there was people who came in right behind you guys, like right on your heels, viewed the house, put in an offer and they accepted their offer. And we were like devastated. I mean, I know you're not supposed to fall in love with a house and dream about a house until it's officially yours, but how can you not? Like you, you see your stuff there, you envision being there. That's where you're going to spend most of your time, raise your kids. Plus the dishonesty. Right. Which was really crappy. I mean, we were being, I thought we were being fair. They had, they had it marked at one price when they started. And then after like two weeks, they went down 10,000 and I figured, you know what? We really like it. It's in our price range. Let's offer selling price. Well, I guess the people who came in behind us must have given more. Okay, so that's what's happening with their moving situation. And obviously, we'll keep you up to date, like, on the podcast or whatever. Um, okay, so the the house business is going down. And then Missy's, like, starting to feel a little bit better. So she's starting to help me with some things in the kitchen and whatever. And there's, like, a lot of toe drama that goes down. So... I'm always in bare feet. Like, that's just my thing. I hate shoes. So we're in the kitchen. I don't even know what we were whisking. Why I had Who a knows? whisk in my hand, I have no idea. Maybe you were making Elaine's crustless. I don't think that was yet. I don't know. Oh, we also made bread that failed. Yeah. And sourdough that failed. I'm over the we, sourdough. We suck at sourdough. Yeah. I, we tried Mary's Nest with, with rye, because my husband loves rye. Missy loves rye. They're all about the pumpernickel rye. Um, I can't. And so we were like, oh, this is so great. We'll follow Mary. No. And I, nothing no. against Mary. No, she Mary, probably she, does it great. It's right. us. She's like a rock we, star. we suck at sourdough. Yeah. And Missy's like, oh, I'll make this bread. I make it at home all the time. The recipe from uh, venison for dinner. Yeah. And nope. Mm-mm. No. Flopped. <laughs> didn't even rise. Hard nothing. little flat. I mean, yep. it was delicious. It just didn't rise. Yeah. Whatever. Ridiculous. So continue on with the whisk. Um, yeah. Okay. So I have a whisk in my hand and I dropped the whisk. Well, doesn't it land like right on my peanut toe? Which would, that's, I call my, my peanut my second toe is my peanut toe. Cause look at my And Missy has like, toe miss issues. Oh God. Like, like we can't do pedicures because if they touch your toes, it sends me over the edge. I can't. Um, so I dropped it right on that toe. Black and blue is anything. So then I'm going around the island to do something and I kick the high chair, the foot of the high chair, going around with my bare feet and yeah. broke my pinky toe. So I wake up the next morning. It woke me up a couple times in the night because I would go to move and like, oh, God, the... broken pinky toe is, oh, oh gosh. So I woke up the next morning and I'm like, I just got a lump in my throat thinking about what that feels like. Ugh. Oh, like my toe is black. Mm. Oh my. And it was, it was all around black. So I had a black and blue peanut toe on my left foot and a broken little toe on my right foot. And as far as, Oh God. Okay. So as far as injuries go, the littles, the toddlers, so they're two and three. Um, they have probably gone through 75 band-aids, yeah. I think from injuries or not, whatever. We just give them a band-aid and send them on their way. Um, I don't think the big boys have had, Oh no, Jared, 
Jared did something to a rock. Jared stepped on a rock, so he's walking gimpy. Real gimpy. I don't think Bud has had maybe a couple cuts and scrapes, but that's wrong. Zad, while he was at the balloon festival, he has done this once before, was using a post pounder and it smashed him in the head. And he has this gigant, so he's bald. He has this gigantic gash in his head. He comes home. He's got this big old like four by four friggin' bandaid on his head. I cannot even. And he's from the heart attack. You know, we're slowly weaning off these meds. So we have him off the stupid statin, which I was against in the beginning, but whatever. Do what I need to do and we're off of it. Um, but he's still on blood thinners. And I'm assuming probably we're going to do that for a while because too scary. Um, in case you missed that story basically he had chemo about 12 11 years ago they think that chemo caused a bunch of buildup in his heart and then when he had covid it threw a blood clot and that causes heart attack and that has set us on this journey of getting to better health because again you know we were canning we were this and all that but we were just eating way too much too much sugar all of that crap and so we've totally overhauled life and he's doing amazing i mean he's down like 85 90 pounds and same with me and buzz down like 30 so um anyway the whole you know because of the heart attack he's on these blood thinners so his head like he's just telling me about and it's just like a fountain like there's just blood and blood and blood um and we still have to be really careful like if he like touches it on the headboard or something in the bed like whatever so we just have to be really careful with all that. so that was happening um okay i think as far as injuries go that was it so then if you know my jameson he's two and he is your typical second child bud is a, you know he is a great kid he's smart and he's not like book smart he's not math smart he's not any of that smart but he is like resourceful and he loves science and history and figuring things out and legos and all that he has a huge help around here and he's just very like a calm for the most part he's a calm kid jameson on the other hand jameson is a bat out of hell and I don't mean like he's from hell. You just, the expression of bad out of hell. He is just a hundred miles an hour all day long. He doesn't care what kind of wake he leaves in his path. Um, so before they got here, obviously I swept and mopped and like used the little green on the couch and got all the Sharpie and the schmutzes and the chocolates and the whatever out of the couch and all that. And it was, it was nice and whatever. And Missy, you know, when they lived here, they, we saw each other like literally several times a week so she knows what our house looks like so i wasn't worried about that she was just trying to make it like decent so whatever so then jameson i didn't notice this jameson cracked an egg on the couch we bought a sectional like maybe a year ago it was like whatever it was two grand it was it was a lot of money but i know that's not expensive for a sectional but i didn't need a bougie sectional i have three kids you know we always got poopy boots and whatever so anyway he cracks this egg on the couch he covers it up with a friggin pillow so there is egg yolk and egg whites all over this pillow, all over the couch, goes down in the crack. So I'm sitting there with the little green, like getting the egg out of the cracks. And then I'm like, okay, we've moved on from this. Nope. I have this laundry sorter and everybody has their own little bag and it's tidy. And Jameson cracked an egg in between the bags. So I'm like, we're doing, finally the washer was like enough. We had enough water pressure that we could do some laundry. Thank God. Cause everyone was like running out of clothes and I pull the bag up to go dump it in the washer and there's freaking egg all that. I'm like, this is not even real. And it's on a tile floor around our fireplace. And so there's like, there must've been at least two eggs. Cause I saw a solid two yolks. Yeah. There was like one all down the side. There was one on the floor. So I'm sitting there with a butter knife, scraping this freaking egg yolk off the floor. I can't. So typical of Jameson. So that that's happening. Um, uh, a day or two later, we're raising heritage turkeys. 
We have them in our Holiday Rambler camper, which I show in my morning chores video. Um, and they're very happy. They're growing well, all of that. And one of the baby turkeys looks kind of gimpy one day. And I was like, hmm, this is normal. You know, I check on them every day, check their food, water, whatever. They've always been very happy. And ugh, I knew that he just wasn't going to make it. We had a runt from the beginning, but he really wasn't bad. Like, I thought he was fine. He, she, I don't know. Um, and I go up the next day and the baby turkey is dead. I'm like, perfect. So we're down to seven. Hopefully we have some boys and girls. They're not quite old enough yet. Well, at least for me to tell. That's not quite my specialty. But, um... We have seven heritage turkeys left, and hopefully we can breed some of our own and whatever. So another death on the homestead. Um, and then two days ago, so we're in Pennsylvania, um, like in southeast Pennsylvania, and it's humid. I mean, we very much have all four seasons here. We get, like, not harsh winter, but, you know, it gets cold. We have usually several weeks of, like, in the single digits or whatever, 10 10, 12 degrees, whatever. Um, and then summer, we are, you know, we have weeks of 100. The humidity is thick. Like, right now, it is thick. Um, you can tell we look a little moist. I said it. Um, dewy. We, dewy. We do. It's a nice dew to us. Um, our air conditioner stops working. And so, our air conditioner is about 35 years old. Um, we get it serviced every year. And... It's been working fine. And we know it's probably sucking up a little bit more electric, but to put in a new unit is 10, 12, 15 grand. And I just, well, one, don't have that to spend on it. And two, I just don't really want to. And it's working just fine. Uh, well, it's working just fine. So the AC stops working and I'm like, oh my God, it is so hot. Like, you know, and whatever. I know we can live without air conditioning. And but we also, didn't have a shower at that point. We either. didn't have a shower. So I'm like, we are ripe for the picking. Yep. So we hadn't showered for like two days. We have all these smelly, dirty kids. We are smelling mm, something. And so Zad comes home finally from his, um, from working at the festival. He came home Tuesday night. Is it Wednesday? Yeah. He came home Tuesday night. He figures out that the GFI outlet tripped and the condenser wasn't running. So right before he got home, I go downstairs and we have like this rug like near where the freeze dryer is and some of our food storage. And my sock is like sopping wet. I'm like, perfect. More water in the basement. I can't even tell you how many buckets I've had set up because of this leaky, this and that and whatever. Um, from the washer not working and all this drama. And so there's all, I'm like, my socks are soaking. I'm like, this is fantastic. So anyway, Zach comes home. GFI, it, he puts that back on. The condenser's fine. We get the water sopped up. The air conditioning is working. Yay. So we got that fixed. Um... I'm doing animal chores then. This was probably the day before the air conditioner. And the coat door broke. The hinge on the bottom just broke. So the door, you know, it's looking like green acres down there. Um, and so Zad's like, you know, I'll fix the door when I get home. We'll just build a new door, whatever. And it's like, okay, the coat door seems like this tiny little thing. But, like, when I'm just trying to cruise around with a baby in my arms or on my back or whatever and just trying to get the animal chores done because all this other crap is happening, I just need the goat door to work. And so the hinge is broke. And dad needs to build a new door. So, you know, just another, you know, topping on all of this. Um, this morning, Zad gets up and... <laughs> we thought it was over. We thought it was over. We're like, oh, Zad's home. Like, everything will be fixed. It'll all be fine. Um, everybody got, like, a decent night's sleep. We went to bed at a decent time and all of that. And Zad goes out and both sets of keys are locked in the pickup. <sighs> so... 
he's like frantic. The Slim Jim is in the truck. So both sets of keys and the Slim Jim are in the truck. The Slim Jim is the thing you put down so you can put the window down, get the keys out, whatever. We have a headache rack on the truck. So you can't just open up the door and send a small child in there to get the keys. That wasn't going to work. So they're doing all this wire hanger business, trying to get it figured out. And I've probably seen my husband cry like three times in the uh, 10 years we've been together um usually like when someone dies that you know he really loved or whatever and uh and when we lost our baby and he was like almost to tears like missy was getting up sad came in he was like frustrated he was almost to tears i'm like oh my god what happened i figured he like trying to use the coat hanger and the door or the window shattered or something like that and no he was just so frustrated because all this crap is going on and now he can't get in the truck and we have the excursion but he needed to tow a trailer we haven't put electric brakes on the excursion yet so that wasn't an option the jeep needs a thermostat and whatever you know typical crap um so we have a friend, uh, Wayne's Towing, hair fantastic, out of East Pete, and he sent one of their guys down, and we, you know, they gave us a great, like, barely charged us anything, gave them two dozen eggs, paid their fee, and we moved along, and they are great, great friends, and thank God for them. So they got Zat moving down the road, and I was like, I was just tired this morning, and I was like, maybe we'll just like lay around and do nothing today. Which I always say that, and then that never actually happens. I'm not very capable of sitting still. Um, so we went out, we did the animal chores, and I was like, maybe we'll take the kids to the splash pad. Like we have the pool here, and like that's fine, and they've been swimming a lot. But we're like, we'll go to the splash pad, and it's like 15 minutes down the road. It's free. We'll get the kids a milkshake at the little snack stand or whatever and go for a walk and all this. So we like go for a walk. I'm like, it's a pretty decent hill at um, the park down the road. And so I usually, if you watch my morning chore video, you know that every day I try to like hit my goals on my watch and get my 30 minutes in of exercise and hit my move goal and all that. And so like we go for this walk and I'm feeling okay. But then I'm like, we get to the, the splash pad or whatever. And I'm like, overheated missy's kind of feeling overheated and we didn't really eat breakfast because it was just like with the whole keep drama like you know every morning we've been making like eggs and sausage or whatever like good protein filled meals to like get us fueled for the day and i just like i had like a piece of toast which is ridiculous like the little bit of peanut butter on there did not give me the protein i needed to get me moving through the day so i'm like practically ready to pass out i can tell my blood sugar is like super low not that i have blood sugar issues i can just tell it was low because i hadn't eaten Missy's feeling like kind of woozy or whatever. So we let the kids play at the splash pad for like an hour. We went and got the milkshakes, came home. Um, and we just like, <laughs> I think we binge rooted on Abundance Plus for a little while. And then, you know, now we're doing this. <sighs> I think that is everything that has gone down since. Okay, they've been here. They got in Tuesday. It's now Wednesday. They've been here for eight days. Eight days. And all of this has gone down in eight days. I can't even. So they're here till Saturday. We have what thursday friday saturday we, hmm, we only have three more days um until we take them back to the airport but then hopefully they'll be living like way closer than 14 hours away soon so all of that went down in the last eight days and every time we turn around i just what's next what's coming down the pike and funny enough the rooted video that we just watched justin was talking about the rainy times and like in the video he talks about how they had literal rain but they also just like their cow died and then their their family cow died and then they had four of their five sheep die and just all these things and how they had to rebuild from that and whatever and i don't necessarily feel like we're in a rebuilding stage or whatever i just feel like we are just in one of those phases where like everything is against us so um 
you want to talk about community? This was really the reason that we did this video and why we wanted to not whine, but just talk about all this crap that's been going down in the last, you know, week. So I know Mandy and I have talked a lot about how we're kind of homebodies and don't really like to be involved in groups and that kind of stuff. And we've talked before about being self-sufficient and we think it's kind of beyond that. We like to promote community efficient, which sounds silly because like I just said, we don't like to be in groups and that kind of stuff. But throughout all this that has happened in these past eight days, has really made us stop and think about the people that we have in our community. So your community can consist of your close friends. It doesn't necessarily have to be where you live. Um, our parents are our community. When we were having um, water issues, one of the friends of both of our husbands, they um, run wildfire together. He is a, he's a master plumber. Plumber and electrician. Yeah. yeah at um, Turkey Hill. And we called him up and said, hey, can you come over and see if you can tell what's going on? He was here within minutes. Yeah, he lives um, right down the road. Right. Three times, as a matter of fact, he had ended up having to come back because the water <sighs> would be fine and then he'd leave and then it would go. At ahead. one point, I'm like, I cannot text him again. Right. Yeah. So it made us really stop and think about the community that we have and the community that we like to nurture. It's hard being involved in groups and clubs nowadays, um, especially with, you know, the way of the world. Everybody's so self-centered. But take time to stop and see and recognize the community that you have around you, that you've nurtured, that you've built. It doesn't have to be, like I said, your neighbors and where you live. It can be your family, your close friends, um, someone you call on the phone when you just need to talk about something. And it doesn't have to be your family if you don't have a great relationship with, you know, Missy and I both. Like, yeah, our moms, you know, and my dad, um, we would die without. Right. I mean, like, they brought us stuff and yeah. they have always got, I can't even... If we had to count between the two of us how many times we've moved back home because right. of whatever, you know, um, yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be your family because we have crappy relationships with some right. of our family too. Right. Yeah. So we just, we, we want to promote the community reliance. Not only, you know, self-reliance is good, but sometimes it does take a community to run your life. I mean, I don't know what we would have done if Dan wouldn't have been, you know, been able to stop over um, We've been you know, dragging eight people to my poor parents who have been showering us right. for the last month while our bathroom's getting renovated. Right. Or like well, the first day or two when I was really sick, um, mm. Deb went and bought, you know, milk for the babies and whatever else. Brought stuff. My mom got stuff. She works at John Hers. She brought stuff over. And it just, I don't know, it, it really made us humbly realize what we do have and what people in this world their problems that they're having are way more than the problems that we have had in the past eight days. Right. Um, I can't even imagine some of the stuff that people have gone through. Whereas, you know, you, some of you people will be listening to our story and be like, I can't imagine, you know, all that they've dealt with. Um, but we really are trying to see the bright side out of all of this. And we did. I mean, we've laughed. And oh, every, God, all that of it, like. And what kind of grandmas we want to be. Yes. Um, exactly. But that is one thing about mm, Missy and I do not take anything seriously. No. If we're together. Our, our husbands get very perturbed because sometimes they're like, 
how can you be laughing? Like, and we it's just hysterical. we just make things funny and so oh my gosh. Okay, last <laughs> night there was we laugh all the time, but last night we had like a crying. Like we I were crying we were from emotionally laughter. unstable. Oh my gosh. Okay. So ever since this is just a little side trail story that's hysterical. So ever since the heart attack, we keep like dark chocolate or whatever. And usually every night, like that's our treat. So, you know, we, like I've talked about before, we eat like 2000, 2500 calories a day, really high protein. Um, we don't do a lot of white sugar, white flour, junk ingredients, whatever. You know, we just try to eat like good food that either we've grown or bought from local farmers or made ourselves or whatever. And so we always have like dark chocolate around or like whatever, some other kind of treat. And so ever since Mizzy got here, so every night, usually around 10 ish, um, we have our little bin in our, in our food storage with our chocolate in it. And so Bud will bring up the bar and like we split it into whatever the serving size is and he distributes it. And it's just this magical <laughs> little time. Um, so last night, Missy's like, man, I'm going to be really accustomed to this uh nighttime chocolate routine and i was like yeah you better tell jeremy like you better go out and get the chocolate bar so he's ready for you when you get home so uh, all that to say we always are finding humor in a uh, literally everything everything. everything everything um and i you know oh gosh, this like last year her not being here mm. It's been rough. And like, we talk, all, I mean, good God, we talk just as much now as we did then. We just don't see each other as much. And our goal, I think, or we're hoping whenever they figure out where they're going to land here is that um, back to the whole community reliance thing is that like one day a month, like we go to them and help them bang out some projects. And like maybe the next month they come here a day and help us bang out projects or whatever. Um, we're hoping, we're hoping that that can be the goal. I mean, it's just going to depend where they land and what's feasible. And unfortunately fuel prices are just freaking ridiculous. And so anyway, it was like kind of devastating. I mean, when they left, like they were our community. I mean, our parents were of course, right. um, but they were our community. I mean, we were at their house all the time. They were here all the time. Our kids were like always together. Um, so that's been, I'm not going to say that it wasn't like they had to go do this and like figure out whatever, you know, they had to figure out was this job, you know, if they didn't take the job, what if it turned into something that they really, really loved or whatever. Um, and, you know, for us, we became more reliant on ourselves just in this time because we kind of had to. And my, like I said, my parents have always been over to help. And like Dan, our, you know, plumber friend, he, he has helped us with many different things. Um, but I am excited for them to get home. I am ready for them to be home. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyway, that's our journey of the last eight days. And if the next three days holds any kind of excitement, any kind of candle to all of this, we'll be sure to let you know about it. So that's, what's been happening with us. Um, this is going to be, uh, you know, on our YouTube channel, Obviously, if you're watching us on YouTube and then um, our podcast on Wayward Homesteaders. So you can find that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, and like I said, Missy's Business, they just rebranded to Homesteading Roots. So you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Missy's hoping to start vlogging soon, which would be cool. Missy's really into like herbal remedies and um, they're going to be getting into like hydrosols and like really cool stuff. So um, especially once they move, she's hoping to grow a lot of her own herbs and whatever. So follow them. Keep up with that journey. Um, and yeah, we'll come at you next time with who knows. <laughs>